GM everyone, this is Clément from Commit and today I'm with Elina Sinelnikova from Mitis and CryptoChicks as well. And CryptoChicks, perfect. Thank you for being here, uh, Elena. Um, so you're the co-founder of uh, Metis. Uh, could you please uh, let us know what is Metis? All right, so Metis is a, a project that is building, so we're building a Web3 economy. Uh, and uh, what we started from, we started from the building the infrastructure and the base for it. Uh, because like when we were thinking about the project, so we were trying to find which infrastructure to build it on, which network. Um, of course, Ethereum is our choice, but what we uh, faced is the, of course, the scalability issues of the Ethereum. So we ended up uh, building our own uh, sca scalability layer, layer two, uh, which is Mitis Andromeda, uh, started from the base code of Optimism. And, you know, I would like to thank Optimism. So we sh we didn't start from, you know, ground zero and we had this amazing code to start from. Uh, we did uh, like a lot of adjustments to it, uh, our own um, technology innovation as well, so which allowed us to brought the fee, to bring the fees and uh, uh, very very low, and the speed is very very high on the um, layer two. At the same time, protecting the security um, in a, in a great way. So this is what we started from, and now we moved on to building this you know Web three decentralized economy, and I'm probably going to be talking a little yes. bit more about that. Definitely. So, um, Metis is a layer two. So, how can I mean how it differs from other layer twos? Uh, from example, like Boba Network or Arbitrum, Optimism. Or it's I mean it's mm -hmm. um, built on top of Optimism, but how it can differs from others L two. Exactly. So, uh, yeah, it's it's built based on the, on the base code of Optimism. But again, as I said, so we did um, quite a few adjustments. And so our focus in on providing the reliable, scalable network for business. And that's our focus. And that's how we're different. So the vision is different. Um, we also very, very focused on the decentralization probably so as other networks, but in us, it's more a decentralization of the business. And also I will be talking about this. Um, we also uh, decentralizing the whole infrastructure in a in sense of the uh, different sequencers. And that's what we're working on this technology and building now. It means that uh, usually for layer two, uh, only one sequencer is enough and this sequencer is relaying the data uh, to layer one, and that's how it's making it secure, so secure the data on layer one. So we wanted to eliminate all single point of failure, and because one sequencer is a single point of failure, it's in, essentially, and uh, uh, we're building a network where there will be decentralized sequencers, and they're also controlled by the community. Okay. And uh, uh, so... Uh, this is how we different. So focus on the business and the decentralization of business. Okay. Um, so the um, so we'll continue about the, the the decentralization of business, and then we'll go uh, on uh, other topics. So. Uh, 
how Metis um, can be useful for businesses and enterprises um, use cases right now because mm -hmm. you have a new model which is the GAC which is slightly different from the DAO so how does this uh, particular um, system work? Mm -hmm. So we are exploring different ways to work with, uh, you know, with the, with the uh, businesses uh, in in our realm, in the blockchain realm, you know, in the crypto realm. Uh, it is the ultimate goal of all projects to increase the adoption to get the users from outside of our Web3 world. Uh, so, so we also do this, uh, but we do that focusing specifically on the needs of the businesses, on the enterprises. So we're looking for these gaps that uh, possibly we can close. One of the gaps that uh, I, I know that is coming up right now, and I am talking to a lot of business owners, is that bringing people uh, back to work after COVID, like COVID is probably relaxed people a little bit because they all now accustomed to work remotely and they realized how it is great to work remotely. So the business owners is actually struggling with that and they trying to bring the workers back though it, I, I can tell you they're failing in this. So uh, workers are, they don't want to come back. They they actually find other places to work remotely. And therefore, um, there is the door opening of employing, since all workers are remotely. So now uh, people in, uh, uh, I live in Canada. So here the business okay. owners already looking, if the people are working remotely, maybe it is makes sense for me to employ uh, some contractors for uh, and save money, but they will be overseas. They work in, because since since they remotely doesn't matter anymore. I don't I don't need to employ people from my country. Pay them like very uh, high like, you know high wages. So it is um, makes sense for the business to do this uh, um, the remote and outside of the country work. So uh, this is what we're exploring. Like one of the uh, realm is the employment, the remote employment, the remote employment worldwide, and uh, the one of the lines of uh, businesses that we have, it is launching the um, framework just for that. So for the uh, corporations to employ remote workers from outside the country, uh, keeping all the tracks on the blockchain, keeping all the payments and uh, uh, streamlining and making sure that all they, are, they do their reporting, that everything is fair. Uh, so this is like just one of the use cases that we're approaching. Other use cases, of course, is the tokenization of business. And this is something that uh, startups very, very interested in. Uh, and we are exploring it with the Web2 startups. As we go, we discover more. So we, we, we're talking to the business owners. We're talking to the businesses so we see where these gaps are and we're closing them. So this is our approach. That's how we do it. Okay. Uh, okay. Uh, this is um, yeah. This is a bit clearer. So, um, how do you compare the so the 
the AC, DAX, uh, to, DAX. yeah, to, uh, how do you um, the, compare it to a DAO? What, what's the main differences between those two? Because today, like, there is uh, some other DAOs that can provide uh, also services for other DAOs uh, from, I don't know, like payment solutions uh, or things like that. So, what is the, the main um differences mm -hmm. well, sorry again so we as as we go we discover more and more uh, but what uh, what we uh, envisioned from the beginning is ducks uh, duck is the business and it can be actually centralized but it is decentralized in the sense of uh employing people so the ducks are uh specifically focused on the business on carrying some business goals and um, you know performing on them uh, DAOs uh, organizations are more on uh, getting people together and working yeah. as the yes uh, like uh, through the voting mechanisms through the governance mechanism in the DAX it is it can be that can be the DAO, but it's also can be this business entity that manages its uh, staff, employees, contractors uh, in the decentralized way, in the sense that they are in the different countries, speaking the different languages, um, all of that. Uh, it, it can be there are different levels of a decentralization in the DAX, and this is up to the those who are performing the business functions on uh, to uh, identify what are the level of decentralization there. So this, this, DAX is basically a decentralized autonomous autonomous company, the entity that can be decentralized in the different levels, uh, carrying on some business goal. Okay, and uh, speaking about uh, like governance and uh, decentralization, how does Metis uh, governance model work, uh, and what role do token holders play in it? Mm -hmm. uh, all right, so for let's just uh, put the Metis token on the side right away. So Metis okay. token uh, sole purpose is to to pay the fees. Uh, for the Metis Andromeda network. So this is okay. the, the, the only purpose for the Metis token. Uh, for now, we are exploring other options such as uh, making participate in the dark economy by, via staking, of course. So this is, would be the very natural mechanism to do it. But this is something that is coming uh, with the launch of this uh, the DAX. Uh, Metis... Um, because we are very committed to the decentralization right now, we're building our governance and building uh, as we build an, uh, our ecosystem. So main uh, and it's probably the the, uh, the core of the ecosystem are DAX, decentralized autonomous companies. Yes. And right now we have uh, decentralized companies emerged from our own community. And it's actually from, uh, they've been right now uh, launched as well. So one of the DAX is Matrix, for example. So if you go to matrix.tech website, you can see everything about Matrix. So this is yeah. the Econode, we call them Econode. So our DAX that are uh, realizing the core function of the Metis Web3 economy, uh, we call them eco-nodes. Uh, 
so this econos like for example matrix so right now is also course which is providing the DAC infrastructure uh launching as well so you can go to for now you can go to chorus dac k-o-r-i-s-d-a-c uh, twitter chorus dac twitter and uh, see what is about because it is launching as we speak right now okay. uh, so this is another eco node so and there will be more and more eco nodes that are realizing the goals of Metis ecosystem and they all have formed the governance on this level of organization of decentralized autonomous organizations so they all partner with each other they all agree with each other they all work very closely with each other using each other's tech uh, to uh, move up and forward in their business okay. goals uh, we also have a community layer of the governance where people that are in our community you know they make decisions they vote in and they also can put the proposal up for to, be, to form their own DAC, to form their own eco node, and to be supported by this layer of the DACs, uh, by the governance of the DAC. So this is what we are building right now. We aim to emerge, you know, many, you know, thousands of businesses in that way and make them all work together. This is way to scale and to move forward without uh, sacrificing the resources of one team. Okay, uh, so speaking of uh, scalability, um, how did you manage to bring like Metis to one of the uh, major um, layer two solutions in the market? Mm -hmm. So um, as I can see, you are like the fifth uh, L2, uh, representing like uh, roughly like two persons, something like that. So the biggest one is Arbitrum, but how did you manage to bring uh, so many um, decentralized applications and uh, projects to mm -hmm. uh, Metis and uh, you managed to scale all of this. Um, all right, so this of course is uh, thanks to our very strong, you know, research and science team. Uh, they like from the very like already from two years ago they made the focus to do this. So and and we, we just uh, slowly steadily move into these goals. Uh, of course, uh, it had we had to build a very robust and very usable tech. I mean, if you go and try Andromeda Network, Metis Andromeda Network right now, it is super fast. It's, you know, light speed fast. It is, the fees are the lowest right now. So the fees that you, know, you, can, you, you pay just, you know, a few cents for the transaction yes. and sometimes even less. Um, so it, it is very usable by, uh, on a larger scale. So that was our goal and we reached that. So. And naturally, of course, uh, this tech attracted uh, lots of uh, you know, projects and users. Uh, and as we develop more, it's going to be, so this tech is more and more attractive for the big scale, for those projects who are doing lots of transactions. So, because they don't want their users to pay, you know, like even 50 cents per transaction, it is some, like it's not achievable for the users. So paying just a few cents, even, even less, this is something that, uh, of course, people want to do on a, on a larger scale. And that also works for the businesses and corporations as well. So this this amount of uh, you know money for per transaction and that speed is makes sense. What we also did is, again, uh, as I said, the way that we're scaling through the eco node. So now layer two is its own eco node that focusing 
only on the bringing dApps onto the network, on helping them up, on scaling them, on uh, just focusing on that. So the strong focus um, in in certain areas and giving out control to this certain team to do that. So to trusting, realizing that. So this is how we reached. Uh, how this is how we became successful and that's how we will be even more successful in the future okay and um what are the um, biggest challenges uh, you see in scaling blockchain technology and how does medicine uh, address them um mm -hmm. Uh, yeah, so as we continue building a new technology, uh, it's a lot, like we invest lots of money into research and development. Yes. For example, to make layer two more scalable and more usable, we also right now, uh, like hired a large research team and a ZK. Uh, because yes, for all uh, optimistic layer twos, this seven day wait time is probably the, you know, the barrier uh, for entry for users. But, uh, you know, doing this research and development will shorten the, uh, the this time uh, and using so right now we're developing this kind of like a uh, hybrid of optimistic and zk roll-up where you have the both uh, both of the best world like best of the both worlds uh, so the challenge is of course this is very innovative technology that nobody you know developed yet uh, before us. Uh, so we put a lot of funds into this uh, development. So probably the challenges is uh, to scale in the way and bring the profits in the way that we can fund this, you know, this research and development. Uh, we're closing these challenges though, like very successfully. It's, it's fine. Uh, we have uh, financial support from uh, our investors from our Genesee DAC, from uh, different um, DACs as well. So that that is, uh, but this is one of the challenges. Uh, another okay. challenge, and of course, this is connected to this new field. You know, when you do the research and development, the timelines become very in. Um, not very defined because it is depends on the research, you know, like, yeah, we, we depended on this research, techno on, on the research and the technology and implementing it. Of course, we would like to do it very fast, you know, today. But a reality is that we need to invest time and money into that uh, to be able to provide the results. Okay. Uh, and another challenge is probably the, um, the industry, the like the uh, experience that industry going through, for example, all this, you know, FTX and uh, uh, all the hacks, like the bridges hacking, everything. So it brings, it makes people cautious. It's a good thing, but of course, it affects the, you know, the natural flow and probably the plans of the business as well. Yeah. Um... So um, at the time we are speaking, uh, you today was um, kind of like big day for you because uh, you were announcing a new partnership um, with uh, Layer Zero Labs uh, and Target Finance. Um, so how it fight, um, could you explain how it facilitates the, the, the blockchain expansions between the two, two companies? 
Yes, layer zero. Um, uh, so layer, like, uh, yeah, we onboarded layer zero a while ago. So the, today is the Stargate, and this yes. is, uh, yes, Stargate. So Stargate uh, will enable uh, more, uh, you know, flexible and secure cross-chain applications for users, and will give projects our project more flexibility when building decentralized finance uh, across different blockchains. And that's what layer zero provides: is this. Uh, uh, cross-chain uh, layer secure uh, for transferring actually native assets. And that's what Stargate is bringing us. Uh, so for example, USDT, uh, before that, it's only wrapped USDT was able to, you know, to travel between the networks, but yeah. now it is the native, uh, and that's what Stargate is enabling for Metis ecosystem, this native token um, transfers and uh, opening up the ways for the other chains. Uh, and also allowing other, uh, you know, other chains users to come to Metis and try Metis and uh, try all these applications on Metis. I really like how, you know, how we become this, you know, multi-chain future. Of course, cross-chain is probably, uh, is, this is new and explorational technology as well. So we will see how this turns out, but I'm very excited that now we can connect to other chains and that's what Stargate provides us. And of course, Stargate also is a DAO by, you know, on, on its own. So and yes. we welcome, you know, as many DAO structures and we can, so we can uh, offer them our, you know, DAC infrastructure. So maybe they can use our infrastructure to manage their membership. So that is also very exciting. And uh, how do you see the, the future for like so many uh, blockchains, I mean layers, because uh, right now the, the main uh, topic is about like layer twos, but uh we are um starting to explore like layer three and uh there's obviously like so many blockchains we've seen like solana near um the cosmos uh ecosystem uh the tron blockchain etc um how do you see like the, the future of all so many blockchains uh will it, won't it be like um uh, a bit self-destructive because of those too many services? Uh, have it been self-destructive so far? <laughs> I, I don't think well, so, right? So that's, yeah, that's, well, that's you know, my, yeah. I mean, in my opinion, like for Solana, for example, like I've never been a, a huge fan of Solana, but if you've seen like since the collapse of uh, FTX, Solana like mm -hmm. dropped really hard and um there's still like um i mean in my opinion non-evm blockchains won't succeed in the future but this is only my opinion and mm -hmm. uh it only affects my uh points of view but uh as you are my guest i just want to have your opinion mm -hmm. on on this Okay, I, I am for, you know, I'm for decentralization, I'm for innovation, and that's, you know, I, I, I deeply have it in, like, in my heart. Uh, so I welcome any initiatives from any of the, you know, um, of great people, of great thinkers to, you know, to bring their contribution into this, you know, our global uh, blockchain economy. So whatever they do to move it forward works. 
they might find, you know, uh, you know, different networks might find different ways and then we can reuse them, you know, and then we can, we can learn from them. And of course, we have the failures as well. And that's what great experience come from it is the learning. So once we tried something, it failed, you know, maybe hacked or something, we learned from it. So we, we will never do it again, hopefully. Uh, so all these experiments from different chains, from different people allow us to uh, grow as an industry. So, so far we only been growing. So it's never, the downtrend, if you, even if you see our, you know, market is, you know, bear, bull, bear, bull, but in the essence, we're growing and growing. We're growing in transactions. Yeah. We're growing in number of people. We're growing in the applications. Outside world, you know, I see like in Canada, I live in Canada, all banks now already implemented cryptocurrencies. So all of them use the cryptocurrencies as an investment vehicle. So we are already affecting the outside world and we're importing more and more people. So I am only welcoming, you know, new the innovators that create their own chains, that create their own networks. It's all allow us to learn and propel forward. What is going to be looking like in the future probably it's going to be the same probably innovation is not going to stop it's not going to end and i am for it uh but this is hypothetical question you know what a hypothetical question you usually get a hypothetical answer so Obviously. yeah don't take my word for it i think the world will be multi-chain i think we still will yes. be innovating indefinitely definitely multi-chain i'm I totally agree with you, but the the way like because, um, for example, as uh, the, the 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 market evolves, uh, the the adoption evolves, the the I mean the growth of adoption, the, all all these these uh, things you add. Um, so sometimes you you lose interest of people because there is too many things to offer and you don't really know how to to start with because in, in my opinion like what we are discussing together today is probably like less than one person in the total in the total ecosystem can understand what we are talking about and so far the blockchain like every I mean, like everybody already heard about uh, bitcoins, tokens, blockchain, NFTs, and something like that. But it's, I mean, most of the people don't really understand what all of this is. You know, like even myself, I'm still learning and hopefully I, I learn every day new things. But uh, what you are developing and what the, the all the people working in this industry are creating, like, Basically, nobody understand it. And maybe they don't have, if they don't need to, they don't have to, right? So they, once they get more immersed, they will understand, you know, you also very much learn when you lose money as well. So people who are, you know, risking their own money, trying for bigger returns, I think they are the first people that get very well educated right away. Yeah. So, and uh, yeah, so we, uh, and, and maybe for us as learning from that experience that nobody understands things, maybe we should focus more on educating people as well. And that would be the way for the adoption too so yeah yeah let's you know grow and learn together from the experience just this is uh hints and the lessons that we have to you know um learn from and implement uh, to be able to uh, adopt yeah okay
Yeah, um, definitely. Um, well, um, this is like my, my last question. Um, I mean, I, I got like two, two, two last questions. Can, can you share uh, any upcoming developments or partnerships uh, in the pipe for Metis? Or is it like too <laughs> confidential? Okay, so our main development is, of course, the um, emerging and implementation of the eco nodes and that that is something that we do so right now we have like chorus eco node matrix eco node l2 eco node so they all become independent business entities and we create in the governance between them so this is what uh, one our our probably first and foremost right now what we also do is this uh researchers in the ZK and AI, and this is something that is coming to Meteos Network as well, and we're going to be talking more about it on ETH Denver. Uh, yeah. So, and that is like, this is a great innovation that we're working right now, and that is, it will be coming. In terms of the projects that are coming on our Meteos Andromeda L2, uh, that's probably already our Econode L2 have to talk about that, because, you know, since we decentralized and, uh, you know, it's in their realm now, it, it is uh, will be you know great to probably organize more podcasts with uh, directly with L2 so they can talk about all the great projects that are coming. I know that they're coming. I just cannot <laughs> speak about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, and in the in the very beginning of uh, the, the this this uh, podcast, you you said you. you you work also or you're involved into crypto checks. Um, uh, I had quite a lot of uh, female founders or um, like, um, yeah, uh, in the first season of the DAO podcast. And um, the, the, the question I like to ask is how do you see like the uh, woman in Web3 because there is like this uh, huge... Uh, um, how can I say that? Um, uh, effects of women in, in Web three. How do you do you see the the the, 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 the women in, in in this industry? Yeah, awesome question. Thank you. Yes, I am a co-founder of Crypto Chicks uh, together with my co-founder Natalia Amlin. Uh, so we created this startup, a non-profit startup. It was well, it was back in twenty sixteen. When we came together, created our first meetup, and you know, got, got our first 50 people on that meetup, our first 50 girls. Uh, yes, uh, back then, uh, when we were going to the crypto conferences, so blockchain conferences, there was, I don't know, I think maybe there was only two of us there uh, out of the whole <laughs> community. <laughs> now we see, we go, we go to it, and we see like a, at least, oh, there was only guys, yeah, only guys. Yeah. So that's why we created the meetup so we can support <laughs> women, so we can educate women. Our efforts succeeded, I can tell you, because now we go to eat Denver. It's like at least half of uh, half of the audience are you know women, yeah. which is yes. awesome, which is great. So yes, Definitely. as a woman, I can tell you that uh, bringing women into industry will not only make it better, but probably it, uh, speed it up. Maybe not as like twice, but like three times, four times, five times. So yes, if you're thinking about you know diversifying your team, bringing women in, don't think twice. Uh, it is absolutely you know women are very powerful force. They are uh, very creative, and uh, I 
you know, for for the meetings, for example, when we employ people and we have about half of the staff that are women. Oh, I can tell you, they're they're awesome. They're great. So yeah, if you if you're considering. Um, Please hire women, hire more women. Uh, we, as a Crypto Chicks, we're focusing on that. We're working, for example, with uh, uh, consensus. Consensus higher than the last year. They hired about, you know, uh, three or 400 women. Uh, so as Crypto Chicks, we helped them in this. So we uh, opened up our community and they hired lots of women from our community. So I very, very like where it is, where it is going. And... Uh, uh, that was our goal as a crypto chicks, and we succeeded. Okay, and could could you confirm that uh, all the all the girls, all the women, all the chicks uh, working in this industry are not working on only on one field? Like you, you have like uh, developers, you have like UI UX uh, uh, mm-hmm. designers, you have. Um, women in every post i mean uh, every yeah on every mm-hmm. jobs uh, working on every product and stuff like that uh, I mean, like we tend to have less women that working, you know, on the development. We still have them, of course. Uh, they're mostly working on the managing positions, actually. So, like the team leads <laughs> for the developer team leads, we have women. Wow. Yes. Uh, so, so that uh, that is for sure. Uh, yeah, it, it it you know it depends. So. And as, as a crypto chicks, uh, we also was asked the question, why women are not as interested in technology? So like, if they're not interested, maybe it's not worth dragging them in. So when they become interested, they, they come and then you can help them. Uh, yes, but yeah, we have lots of women that work in, of course, in, you know, marketing, PR, a business. We have uh, like all our eco nodes. Uh, I, I think they all have a woman co-founder. So the second co-founder is, uh, yeah, so they are great business leaders. Uh, working their ass off. <laughs> I can see that for sure, you know, 24 uh, seven. So very, very dedicated. Uh, yes, uh, I am very happy with what we have, uh, you know, for, in terms of the diversity, uh, the gender diversity right now. Okay, perfect. Uh, well, thank you very much. Spasiba, uh, Elina. Um, thank you very much for... <laughs> <laughs> Thank you very much for your time. Uh, and um, yeah, I'm, uh, I was delightful to, to have you on this podcast and uh, hope you the, the best uh, for uh, obviously for Metist and, the, and your, the, the development of the blockchain. Um, and uh, yeah, thank you very much. Thank you, Clement. Thank you for having me.